Money FM 89.3, best of drive time. In the spotlight on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon. It is drive time with Elliot Danker, Timothy Go, and Chua Tian Tian. Time now for In the Spotlight. Well, the debate around chatbots has once again resurfaced since OpenAI launched ChatGPT. It's a new artificial intelligence tool that claims to be capable of writing essays and codes. Yeah, it took ChatGPT just five days to reach one million users. And the app has also become the fastest growing consumer app in history since it was released in November 2022. Well, there are, of course, concerns about ChatGPT's capabilities. The implications for future business opportunities have also gotten all major tech companies scrambling to create their own version of the AI-powered chatbot. But what if an invention like this falls into the wrong hands. Mm, let's find out more. Ravi Rajendran, who is Vice President APJ for Cohesity, is on the line with us. Uh, Ravi, good afternoon. How are you? Good afternoon, Elliot Timothy. Interesting topic, ChatGPT. I guess let's start off with getting your observation. I mean, how has this AI solution role evolved in the business scene? Where do you see it going for businesses and technology? The use of AI and ML has been around for quite a while, right? It's Today, it's actually mainstream. And a lot of technology actually leverages artificial intelligence, machine learning. Technologies like this provide efficiencies. It definitely helps organizations. It automates stuff. It's basically driving ease for most organizations. But then, like you mentioned earlier, there's always the pros and cons in how we could leverage such technologies. So these chatbot phenomenon that we're seeing right now, I mean, what would be the positive role it can play uh, in, in terms of business and, and life in, in, in general? Just looking at ChatGPT, right, it is an invaluable tool and it definitely has a massive impact, uh, not just on the education space, but even in the cybersecurity space, a massive impact on cybersecurity, key benefits of, of this chatbots, this AI use and, and ChatGPT. In cybersecurity, it's it's generating codes, right? If you had to counter something. And you can generate software codes much more efficiently. Mm -hmm. It's a lot easier and it's in any software language. The other key positive impact is decision making. You know, with automation comes efficiency. With efficiency comes much better decision making. And with AI, you leverage automation and analytics. And hence, decision making is much improved. The third area of benefit, especially in the cybersecurity area, with like ChatGPT and the likes of technologies, is to detect things like phishing emails, right? You are able to detect stuff like that. And, and also one important thing is how much data do we have that is out there in the public domain that should not be there, or we're not aware. So leveraging a technology like this gives you the capability to understand how much data is out there mm -hmm. that should not be and we should be able to address that. So, I mean, if we're addressing a part of that is, is the misuse, right, for cybercrime. I suppose, could you describe who's the bad guy here? I mean, what is the bad guy? Describe the bad guy that could misuse uh, ChatGPT. <laughs> just, just starting with this, uh, that's a very interesting topic. Just, and it's a big, big hot topic right now in the real world, right? A cybercrime is anything that a malicious actor who attacks your business or even your data through a, a cyber event and they look to profiteer from such a successful attempt, right? Mm -hmm. For example, a ransomware attack, right? Uh, you know, ransomware, it's right now happening 
almost every two seconds. Ransomware used to be if it happens, and right now it's when it happens and not if. So, like I said, the shortcuts two ways, right? So, such tools could help in a very beneficial way, many key advantages. Mm. But there's also the cons on such things, where or what I would call potential risks mm-hmm. of how a tool like this could help to generate malware code, you know, in a negative sense from that standpoint with the use of AI. And it helps bypass security parameters. So that generates code that's able to launch cyber attacks on any organization. Likewise, while it can be help, it helps you to detect phishing emails, mm-hmm. it could also be used to create phishing emails. It could also be used to crack passwords. Mm-hmm. So these are some of the areas of concern and potential risk that we should be aware Okay, so in that case, Ravi, we, I'm sure all the experts knew this. Why can't they create an AI system that will not be so intelligent in doing all the bad stuff? <laughs> That's such a great question. Um, well, I, I think technology works both ways, right? And, and it's for us to be fully aware of what the key advantages are and how we could leverage that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we must be very clearly aware of the potential risks. And we at Coecity, we believe that the key is for organizations to leverage the strengths of this. But more importantly, since you are aware of some potential risks mm-hmm. or threats, it's important for us to help organizations build cyber resilience against such risks because technology is evolving. Mm-hmm. Something new will come on maybe in the next year or next three months. Right. And we just got to build resilience against potential threats like that. So if humans are creating all these technology and innovation and they're learning from us and and artificial intelligence and all these things, can't they disable the part where it can't be used for malicious uh, intent? I think that's a key point that we should not allow such technologies to be used for the wrong purpose. Mm But as you know from the bad actors in itself and the numerous cyber attacks we've had, people get access to stuff, people hack into stuff, and they don't know how to then cross-leverage that for wrong intentions, right? Mm. So that's my advice is build a a cyber-resilient architecture, make sure that, you know, and the definition of cyber-resilience is the ability to ensure that the business continues operating in order to generate revenue despite suffering from an adverse cyber event. So that resiliency is very crucial. We've spoken to a lot of experts uh, like yourself, and and it's always the onus, or a good amount of the onus is on the user themselves to ensure that there is that cyber resilience. Yes, we accept that and and we want to acknowledge that, but if I were to put that aside... Where does the law come in? Because we have Computer Misuse Act here in Singapore, but do we need, a, in your opinion, a better framework, like a proper technology law to deal with areas like this? I think Singapore has various organizations that focuses on building the cyber resiliency, right? And they focus on how, how do we react to such a scenario. You can't stop someone from uh, having a, you know your own local organizations and laws is one thing you can't stop someone from a foreign country intruding into your space right systems so my my suggestion would be yes it's important to have laws it's important to have organizations to to be a watchdog on such activities but it's just so rampant with regards to the cyber activities going on so my advice would be back to the organizations focus on protection focus on detection 
and focus on recovery if you had to go through something like that. I think that to just put it best is to defend against potential threats caused by artificial intelligence. You will need artificial intelligence to counter that and to uh-huh. secure your data against such sophisticated attacks. Basically, fight fire with fire, right? Okay. Okay. <laughs> it is kind of worrying that uh, one day artificial intelligence will just be smarter than all of us. <laughs> and- <laughs> We've seen it in the movies. <laughs> exactly. And I think there was a report a couple of days ago about an artificial intelligence chatbot who wanted to be alive or something like that. I, I don't re- remember all the details, but yeah. So in that case, uh, Ravi, so business resilience or cyber resiliency is what we need. Yes. Basically, verticals. I mean, three key pillars, right? Protection. Just, it's basically building electric fans around your most important asset. And in most organizations today, it's data, right? Mm. We build, build an electric fence around your data. But the other thing that's going on is on an ongoing basis, you've got to have detection. And detection has to be real-time and has to be automated. Um, this is why we offer a very AI, ML-driven anomaly detection, right? Keep monitoring what's happening with your data. Mm-hmm. If, if you notice, and threat detection is crucial, if you notice suddenly there's a spike, in activity around your data, which is different from what's happening, what happened last Friday, something is happening. And, and the system should be able to alert organizations, customers, that something, is, something odd is happening right before. And it could be a false alarm, but it could be a cyber attack, right? And the third area is if all else fails, right, from a cyber compromise, then you've got to have a solution that makes sure that you have threat detection, and you have rapid recovery because not many businesses today can spend two weeks trying to recover from yeah. such a cyber event. Yeah. It's too painful and you want to make sure you get yourself up and running as soon as you can. Mm, time is money. We've been speaking yes. with Ravi Rajendran, who is Vice President APJ for Cohesity. Thank you so much, Ravi, for your time today and have a great weekend ahead. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.